everybody. Welcome to a bonus episode of Friends Talking Nerdy. This is Tim Jasma. I'm Kim the Geek. All right. And like I said, we got a bonus episode. We are going to talk about an event we just attended. What event is that? Uh, next. Uh, wrestling. Nope. <laughs> NXT TakeOver Portland. Okay. See, I, so I don't know the official title. Sorry. I was busy uh, following and tweeting my new favorite wrestler. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> Bianca Belair. All right. Well, um, yeah, that's it, longtime listeners of the show. You will know I absolutely love wrestling. But he is a wrestling fanatic, absolute nut. I can turn any topic into a wrestling discussion. Yes, he if, can. Yeah. Yes, he can. I definitely can. But this was Kim's first professional wrestling event. It was. It was my first time going to a pro wrestling event, and it was it was quite quite a spectacle i had a really good time uh what do you mean when you say spectacle explain just i was just astounded at the athleticism i mean i've seen wrestling but it's not quite the same as when you see it in person yeah because you can really because you're not just seeing the angles that they're filming from you're, you're seeing it all as a whole and i was just astounded i mean just some of the moves that i saw them doing some of the acrobatic type moves and stuff I was just like, is this gymnastics or is this wrestling or is this both? And then, um, like, some of those moves that I've seen them do, like, in action movies, like, when they're, they're like, flat on the ground and then they, like, jump up to their feet. A kip up, yeah. Is that what that's called? Yep. I don't know what it's called, but I saw, like, a couple people do that tonight and I was just like, damn! Because I know <laughs> how hard it is to get up off the ground when you're down there. It's, it's not, it's, I need something to pull myself up and they're just like, boom, they're on their feet again. I'm like... How? It's like magic. I couldn't even think about doing that, much less actually do it. I know. know? It's just, it's it's literally magic. It's magic. And that's what I, I do comp um, compare professional wrestling to. It is just like David Copperfield. You go to a David Copperfield performance, you know he's not summoning the dark arts, but he's going to <laughs> He be might be. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Uh, but he's gonna put on one hell of a show, and he's he's gonna entertain you, and he's gonna make you wonder how the hell did he do that? Yeah, and I'm just, you know, and I know the wrestling is like it's choreographed, and you know rehearsed and all of that. It's but it's not fake because they were all you could hear them slapping each other. Yeah, that's that's another thing too. I mean, um, th there was a congressman who walked out of the State of the Union address, and he compared it to pro wrestling and called it fake. And it, seeing it live, you see that that in terms of the physicality they have to do to yeah. put on the performance that they do, it is not fake. It's not they are, fake. It's rehearsed. They and are it's telling, choreographed. They are telling a story, but it's not fake. It's it's performance art. It is. It's a performance, and it's they're athletic entertainers. Yep, sports entertainers. Sports entertainers. <laughs> All right. So what I thought we would do for this bonus episode is kind of go through the matches, discuss uh -huh. our thoughts, and then you know just uh, the, the reason I thought it would be a great idea uh, as well is I wanted to have a perspective from someone who's never been to a wrestling performance before. Mm -hmm. uh, that way for anybody that may be listening that may not necessarily be a wrestling fan, maybe it'll be something that, that will pique their interest and think that maybe next time they come to town, maybe I'll give it a try. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. yeah. All right. 
The match that opened up the show was for the NXT North American Championship. We had the challenger Dominic Dijakovic face off against Keith Lee. What were your thoughts? Um, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. This was a good. This was the first match. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "All right, these are two big dudes, big, big. dudes." Big. I mean, Keith Lee is. I think he's, he's like 300 pounds. He's over 300 pounds, but he's not, he's thick. He's, he's not, you know. He's beefy. Yeah. <laughs> you see the, you should see the smile on Kim's face. She's like, mm, beefy. No. <laughs> no, I was, I was just, I've never been one for like super muscly people, but um, watching these guys perform and just like what they can do, it's just amazing it's crazy yeah i i did think at the beginning of the match there was some it was a little bit of fumbling around at the beginning i thought it didn't start off as good as it, it could but you know once keith lee did the hurricane rana in the middle of the ring that's where he jumped up with and then you know like you know that move that uh black widow does in the movies where she jumps up and then with her feet like flips the person yeah yeah i mean seeing a guy over 300 pounds be able to perform yeah that move he was like flipping off the ropes and jumping and diving and uh yeah it was just crazy to watch the whole thing i'm just like what did I just see? <laughs> I was like, what did I just see? Yeah, and oh, and there was that move where um, I think it was Keith Lee that was sitting in that chair outside the ring. Oh, then... yeah, they like threw each other down into where the commentators sit and were like, he was like in an office chair. It looked like an office chair and he's all like getting punched and stuff. But then, I'm just like, I wish I could do that at work sometimes. But then Dominic Dijakovic gets back into the ring, gets to the top rope, and then does a flip onto Keith Lee on the chair. On the chair. I, I can't imagine. I'm surprised that that... Where, I want to know what brand of chair that was. Because if that chair can, can still be used after that... And they, they were still using the chair... That Reluctantly, night. I think it did have a bit of a bend. Did but... it have a bend? A bit of a bend, because yeah, if if you can stand withstand like a wrestler being thrown into the chair, that's that's a chair that's gonna stand up pretty well to you know your butt in it like eight to ten hours a day. Yeah. So that's a decent chair. Definitely decent chair. They did tease a spot through the Spanish announce table, but they didn't do it for this match. Um, <laughs> ultimately, Keith Lee ended up with the victory. Yay, Keith Lee! Yeah, usually at a wrestling show, the first match generally will have the good guy win um, as kind of a way to kind of get the you know get the Pump audience the crowd up, up and up and up and running. Yeah. Um, speaking of the crowd, what did you think of the uh, crowd? Um, well, I was a little closer to the crowd than I expected. Because the chairs were very, very narrow. So I was very, very close to everybody. And um, my knees were practically up in my chest. Yeah. It's just, the, the design in the Moto Center is not designed for people with butts, basically. It's not designed for variety. They they yeah. made it for like people five foot to five foot five, a hundred pounds or less. Pretty much. I mean, it's it was ridiculous ridiculously tight i'm gonna have bruises on both my hips mm. i already can tell Ow. um i haven't really looked but i can feel it if if, if they don't show up on top i'll be surprised because i tend to bruise rather easily so yeah i'm gonna have bruises on both my hips from sitting in that chair and my knees are aching and the advil's not kicked in yet so, you yeah. took one for the team huh? I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know i would uh, yeah i had 
despite the pain in my in my knees and my hips right now, I had a good time. So, um, I just I'm, I just have issues with the arena design is what it comes down to, and and it's so steep. And I I don't, I don't know if you had noticed when we were coming in, but I almost fell down those stairs. I did not know that. Yeah, you were looking for our seats, and I like was behind you, and I tripped, and I would have fallen if I hadn't grabbed the railing. I would have gone tumbling down about uh, 10 to 20 rows of concrete. <laughs> like the Naked Gun? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember that scene well, the first Naked, naked Gun. The first Naked Gun, they were at uh, Dodger Stadium and somebody, it may have been <laughs> Frank Frank Drebin or something like that. <coughs> Excuse me again. Sorry. Me with the hiccuping, you with the sneezing. I'm sneezing, hey. yeah. But yeah, anyway. Um, all well, right. On well, to the, oh. Just one more thing. Um, you know, even though the the seating was was uncomfortable um the crowd was much better than i expected i was i was kind of expecting an uncomfortable testosterone fest and even though i, I wasn't really following a lot of the story part of it mm -hmm. it wasn't and you know we're watching people beating up beating each other up the crowd didn't feel violent because i've been in crowds before at at other sporting events and it would it felt very violent well, crowds today, I mean, crowd, rustling crowds know it's a story, you know, and it's, it is a different vibe, but it does tap into the sporting aspect because, you know, during a sporting event, um, you get emotional attachments either to mm -hmm. a team or if it's a combat sport to one particular individual and, you know, that will pump you up, but um, it, it but the fact that it is a story allows the audience to kind of, it, it, it's escapist more than anything. Yeah. I mean, they, they realize, I mean, they're, they're letting a lot slide to just as much as uh, the performers in the ring because mm -hmm. it's, uh, again, they know it's a story. But um, also, too, with the, like I told you, that with NXT, it's, uh, they have... Um, you know, and this will segue into our next match. They do have a great focus on letting everybody, you know, shine. Um, yeah. The next match here is a street fight. We have Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai. What'd you think? Um, I kind of wish it would have been a little longer and they would have used more weapons. Because, I mean, the street fight aspect, I guess I was expecting more like of like swinging things at each other and it was a little it was kind of a little disappointing she brought out like that cricket bat mm -hmm. and she like i mean i i knew that she wasn't gonna actually hit her in the head or anything like that because that would probably kill you um because yeah. those cricket bats are pretty freaking hard but she hit like the edge of the uh the turnbuckle or what is it is that what it's called yeah um and broke the cricket bat. So she was swinging pretty hard. Ring post, actually. Ring post, yeah, yeah the yeah. ring post. And it cracked, and it was freaking loud. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of crazy. I kind of almost half expected her to pick up the pieces and start trying to beat her with it, but she didn't. But um, it was it was fun. It was I liked it. It you liked uh, two women beating the hell out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I mean, I play video games where I beat the hell out of other women mm -hmm. and I you know I've always enjoyed um, movies with fights and we could be with I mean I'm a huge Xena fan and she kicks the ass of men and women on a regular basis <laughs> yeah. on that show and then um, 
they're like my one of my favorite fight scenes ever was in the movie True Lies, when Tia Carrera and um, Jamie Lee Curtis are beating the hell out of each other in the back of a limo. <laughs> Do you remember that scene? I never watched the movie. You never saw True Lies. Tim. Yeah. That's a good one. You should see it. Yeah. Nobody made me cry, so that's not why I haven't seen it. Well, it's you need to see it. Yeah. We'll have to watch it sometime. Yeah, this match I would say I was probably a little disappointed in, but also this is the one match that I knew the least about. Um, I, I knew the basic premise, um, you know, d during NXT TakeOver War Games a few months back. Um, I think it was Dakota Kai turned on Tegan Knox. Yeah, there was some, like, versa. some drama thing that they showed, like, clips about. Yeah. Where someone, they, like, were friends because they bonded over having to have knee surgery or something like that, and... And then they are now they're like beating each other and yeah, beating it, each other's knees. And I don't understand why. Was there like a a guy or I don't know some I, weird betrayal, weird story thing? Yeah, they didn't go into it enough for my taste to make me fully invested. And I think the thing that ended up being like a fart in church was the appearance of uh, who found her name Raquel Gonzalez at the end it was okay the, who, who is that and I didn't I didn't understand that part either I was like I don't think the, the majority of the crowd knew who it was either because there was a chant of who are you after the match was over um, for a spot like this uh, for Raquel Gonzalez she came in and uh, tripped up um, Tegan Knox from the top rope allowing uh, Dakota Kai to get the victory um, usually a spot like this is meant for someone who's either been away for a long time or a debuting big name just somebody mm -hmm. surprising um, I think what they're going for here is kind of a throwback to um, the 90s with Shawn Michaels and Diesel um, Diesel Kevin Nash um, when he first debuted he was you know seven feet tall yeah, he's he, huge yeah he was uh, Shawn Michaels bodyguard for oh, the longest okay. time until they ended up breaking up and then Diesel ended up becoming a champion a bigger name so I think that's where they're going but the fact that nobody knew who the hell she was just was just like okay yeah next. I'm like all of a sudden there's this hot brunette in the ring with tight leather pants on yeah hitting people and I'm like okay alright I'm down for that <laughs> yeah alright the next match Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano yeah, I see. I don't know all the storylines that are behind these matches, but but the, I I enjoyed watching it. But what did you think about uh, the the good thing about the, what the WWE does is before the matches? What did you think about the the video? Before the little the match? clip shows. That's yeah. good because otherwise I wouldn't have any idea. I mean, basically there was a betrayal. Of course, there's always a betrayal, <laughs> and then there was like you know. A fight and a betrayal and a fight and a betrayal and um I don't know I want I kind of I couldn't decide who I wanted to cheer for that was my problem I didn't know who the bad guys and who the good guys were a lot of the time but I thought um Finn Balor everybody seemed to really like him the problem with this match and it, the only real problem with this match is that Finn Balor for He's actually back in NXT. He spent uh, a couple of years, um, I believe three years, uh, on the main roster on both SmackDown and mm -hmm. Raw. Um, he was the first um, Universal Champion as well. So I think more than anything for the casual fans that, are, that, that were there in the audience, 
they more people know of Finn Balor than they do Johnny Gargano and just with uh, Finn Balor's reputation as a wrestler um, sometimes it doesn't matter how hard a, a performer who's trying to be a bad guy works at being a bad guy sometimes the fans just like you no matter what and I think uh, with Finn Balor um, that was uh, that that was the case here. Even though, he, in my opinion, I think he was the bad guy uh, through the match. He didn't really do anything bad guy like. There was no real cheating on his part. Yeah, he just beat him up. Now, one thing I did notice um, didn't didn't think uh, really think of it too much uh, until the end of the show. But the outfit that Johnny Gargano had was was uh he in the past uh his his outfits for the takeover shows um are are designed based on like comic books uh-huh. like he did one based on iron man but this one this outfit was based on carnage not a good guy huh. i didn't think of that until the end but we won't go into spoilers here but um this match uh ended up with finn balor winning after the coup de gras um the coup de... <laughs> what did you think of his finishing move ray jumps and lands with his feet on the guy's chest that looks really freaking painful i'm really surprised that he didn't die because um, you could easily break a rib and push it right into someone's lung or their heart doing that you could i, I, I you know it's gonna hurt no matter what but i yeah. think what happens is that when he jumps he, 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 the force of the impact is not actually being through felt through his legs i think he just kind of goes limp mm-hmm. and then kind of falls back but still hurts like a bitch yeah it looked it looked pretty freaking painful but i, I don't know i because i'm like looking at but i don't understand why the why johnny galgano what was with the Johnny Wrestling thing? Was that like a name he used to go by or something? Uh, that, that that's his nickname. That or you know, uh, we'll discuss it at the end of the uh, for the last match. But um, yeah, he for the longest time has just been the white meat milk drinking baby face. Um, Johnny know, Wrestling. Yeah, and but he he's put on some amazing matches. Um, you know, like like we saw tonight. I mean, yeah. he's he's one hell of a performer in the ring, but. That that name is so stupid, and that outfit was really kind of, I don't know. But it, it so, but the outfit though was a little bit of foreshadowing. That was yeah, nice. yeah. But at the same time, I thought the name Johnny Wrestling was really stupid, so I was kind of cheering for Finn. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm were... like, I didn't know like who any of these people are. I'm like, I don't know who the good guy and bad guy is, so I'm just gonna cheer for whoever. I decided to like best at the yeah. moment, so. And that was the point, I believe, where I was telling you, "Down girl, down girl," because <laughs> well, I think I, you were commenting on the. I was well, because I was really because we had after we had like the two tall guy, the two really big guys, and we had two women, and now these guys, I just couldn't. I was surprised at how freaking ripped they were, mm-hmm. because I'm just got so used to seeing. I just remember wrestling from the '80s, and everyone just seemed they weren't so focused on getting ripped; they were a lot more doughy. Yeah. They were just more on, on more like building. Keith Lee. More like Keith yeah, Lee. they were more like Keith Lee. They were just building up their arm strength, basically, and they're yeah. Because I just remember Hulk Hogan. I mean, he had really huge arms, but the rest of him was just kind of doughy. Yeah. Anyway. All right. The next match is for the NXT Women's Championship. The challenger Bianca Belair facing off against Rhea Ripley. What were your thoughts? Oh, it was a fun match to watch. That was a really good match. I've decided I am a fan of Bianca Belair. <laughs> Love the I outfit. I liked her. She's I... she's got some she's got some sass and some spunk and a lot of uh, a lot of showmanship and yeah, 
I, I like her. Yeah. Uh, for me, I mean, I, I like both performers. I did think that if you're a hardcore wrestling fan like me, you're going to go on internet websites and then find out behind-the-scenes news. Mm -hmm. um, and also the fact that it was already a story that, uh, you know, Rhea Ripley essentially told Charlotte, why don't you challenge me for the NXT title at WrestleMania? The ending of this match was essentially a foregone conclusion, which mm -hmm. was not fair to Bianca Belair. Um, you know, at the end of the match, Rhea Ripley ended up winning... Surprise of the night, Charlotte Flair comes out and attacks Bianca, uh, attacks uh, Rhea Ripley, and then, you know, I will see you at WrestleMania. Um, and then sh the thing about Charlotte, too, is that her stage presence, you know, I mean, uh, you know, she learned a lot from her father, of mm -hmm. course, and but she just felt like a champion. That was a she owned that her. She owned the whole room. Yeah. Um, but again, I think it really did a disservice to Bianca Belair, unless what we're going to see at WrestleMania as a triple threat match. Well, that could be fun. That would definitely be fun if they found a way to get Bianca Belair in there because, uh, you know, they had it in the uh, preview video for this match. You know, Bianca Belair was just in the Royal Rumble and holds the record for most um, eliminations in the Women's Royal Rumble. So why disregard her so quickly and just so casually? Oh, yeah, you're, they're, yeah, they're probably going to do something cool with her. Yeah, now to be clear, this is me kind of nitpicking. It, it was still a, a great match. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a bad match on this program is still going to be a five-star match anywhere else. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it, it, it was definitely fun, especially seeing uh, Charlotte Flair. Now, the next match... Can was... I say one more thing about... Oh, sure. I liked Bianca's sparkly gold boots. <laughs> Those were really cool. Her outfit was just cool. And the Macho Man cape. I think she had something oh, yeah. about uh, Black History she's, Month on the back. She said basically that she's making Black History every month or something like that. I think there was a picture of it on uh, Oh yeah, on Twitter. But yeah, the it, it was reminiscent of like the Macho Man's robes, um, uh, capes and whatnot. It was really great. Um, and and ha that color, that Egyptian color that she was wearing was really cool as well. Okay, it said Black History in the Making. Yeah. Because there's a picture of her from tonight. Yeah. So. And did you like how she uh, whipped Rhea, Whip Rhea Ripley with her hair? Man, that is not real hair. <laughs> oh, it might be real hair, but it's not hers. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was, that's just crazy. I can't imagine having a ponytail that freaking long. That ponytail was almost too... The middle of her leg. It's like if Crystal Gale got into MMA. You know? <laughs> Something. Oh, God. It was crazy. Yeah. All right. The next match is for the NXT Tag Team Championships. The challengers, the Broserweights, Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle faced <laughs> off against the Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. What would you think? Oh, as soon as the Broserweights came out, I was just like, okay, I like these guys. They're goofy. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Matt Riddle um, did some work in UFC. Um, he, he he's not playing a stoner surfer type of guy. He is a stoner surfer type of guy. Um, he got everybody uh, to sing. How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? Something like that. Yeah, and even I loved. The, uh, because they had these uh, screens that during the match would have, you know, the the 
people that were in the ring facing off but mm-hmm. you know when when matt riddle was doing that whole uh tongue twister deal they had a, a fish with bobby fish's head on top of the fish kind of doing what is that uh company jib jab yeah yeah kind of kind of doing like that and that was pretty funny but what'd you think of the match um i enjoyed it i thought that it was just it was really chaotic and that was kind of that was really cool yeah i know at one point you did um make a comment about the referee yeah i was just like i don't know there was just like so much going on i'm like okay what's the point of even having the referee if they're just gonna be like breaking all the rules because the tag team match you're supposed to be one person and one person yeah and then yeah there was just a lot of chaos going on there and i'm just like why do they even have a referee why are they pretending yeah you know uh, yeah, and the fact that you, as someone there for your very first wrestling event, is able to comment on that is says you know kind of does bring the match down just a little bit for me. Um, kind of again more of a nitpick than anything else because at the end, I mean, even you were you know screaming like yeah yeah, <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you were definitely quite excited, and I, I, I loved too how they essentially did what like the rock and roll express did in the 80s because you thought that the broserweights were beaten down and beaten down and beaten down but then they would come back and then they were beaten down and then they would come back a little bit more yeah and then beaten down until finally they they got their finishing move in and they ended up winning the nxc tag team championship yeah and what was the name of that the group that those other guys were the undisputed era yeah I didn't like them. I they they were too like frat broy for me. <laughs> Seriously, they just were like, yeah, they're making the little hand signals, and it was like all these people in the audience they could see were like wearing their shirts and like into them, and I'm just like, yeah, because all of these people like you, I decided I'm not going to like you because I don't <laughs> like to go with the crowd, sort of a thing. Yeah, I mean, I like a lot of popular culture, but I tend to to not. I don't know. If everybody likes something, I'm immediately suspicious. Okay. And so because every I saw so many people wearing their shirts and stuff, I'm just like, mm. Well, I think a lot of it, too, it's it's not like the old days to where, you know, bad guys didn't have merch that they sold and then you hated them. Um, you know, the bad guys these days, you boo them, but you still respect them because you know it's a performance. Yeah, it's not so black and white with bad and good either. Yeah. It, it feels a lot more like you just like somebody or you don't like somebody and it's, it's not like a good versus evil. Yep. All thing, right. So... The last match of the night. The match for the NXT Championship. The challenger, Tommaso Ciampa. You have a lot to say about him. Mm-hmm. Faced off against the champion, Adam Cole, baby. What'd you think? Adam Cole's stupid. Oh, shut up. He's one of the best wrestlers around today. Is he? Yeah. Well, I guess he's a good wrestler, but I just didn't like the whole persona. Like, the baby. There's all these people <laughs> wearing these baby shirts. I'm just like... He's a cocky bastard. I don't like cocky bastards. That's the point. So, I'm not his fan. But he's still eliciting a response from you. Yeah, plus he's part of... Plus, it's the whole, like, smirky frat boy crew thing. I don't like that. I I never have. It doesn't... It's not my thing. And, anyway, what was his last name? Chip... Chipino? Champa. Champa. Sorry, Chipino's a, a seafood stew. Um, Champa. Tommaso Champa. He, he's my Champa. Okay. 
Now, tell folks uh, <laughs> what you told me about uh, Tommaso. Well, I'm like seeing the these pictures of him, and I'm just like, he looks really familiar to me. And I'm like, why does he look so familiar? He looks like one of the friggin' dwarfs from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> he's got like this big old bushy beard, and this he's obviously had his nose broken a few times. Because his nose is kind of misshapen and long. His ears are sticking out on the side. And I'm just like, he looks like a friggin' dwarf. He, he looks like he came straight out of Middle Earth oh, to like man. beat a bitch. Seriously. And, and I'm like sitting there and I'm like thinking I, through the whole st- match, I'm like, where's your axe? If you had an axe, you'd, you'd be winning by now. Kinda, what's a dwarf without their axe? Yeah. In like, the 80s, he probably would have been a dwarf. <laughs> he, I don't know. Well, he, like, wouldn't, he wouldn't have been in the WWE. I don't know. I, I just wanted to like yell, Middle Earth needs you. Get up. You know, <laughs> come on. All right. The ending of the match saw Roderick Storm initially come out first and distract the referee, which allowed uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish to come out and uh, put the beat down at Tommaso Ciampa. Then Johnny Gargano comes out to potentially give the save. But then, oh, my gosh, he smacked Tommaso in the face with the belt. Again, great foreshadowing with his outfit. <sighs> I was just, I was just like, felt so bad for him. I'm like, cause he, cause the little, the little video that started the whole match, that whole match, basically he got like cheated out of the belt because he got injured and had to have neck surgery and take a break for like he was gone for what, like two years or something? Ah, uh, no, no, not that long. But so you know, like, they it, said like 18 months or something like that. So that's almost two years. Yeah. I mean, it's not an outpatient surgery for. Uh, no, no. Surgery, a huge yeah. neck surgery. That's a big deal. So it's like he, he lost the belt through no fault of his own. He got injured. And. Well, the, I just feel bad for him. Like he's the underdog. And, and then this smirky ass guy with his frat boy crew comes out. <laughs> and is like, I'm going to keep my belt my belt i got it blah blah is adam cole in the room what oh it's you <laughs> i don't know i'm just like i'm not a fan not well, a fan of adam cole <laughs> go gimli <laughs> fight well, for middle earth tomaso you can do it it makes sense to keep the belt on adam cole until at least uh take over tampa um, I don't know who he's going to face at this point, but um, it made more sense to keep the belt on him for now than it did to give Tommaso uh, the belt. But by ending the match the way they did, they give Tommaso an out. That way, that what I mean by that is this. He, for the foreseeable future, can feud with Johnny Gargano. Once that feud is over, then he can come right back to the NXT Championship and tell Adam Cole or whoever the champion is, I didn't lose in a fair fight. It took somebody else hitting me in the face with the championship belt to lose, so we're going to go one-on-one for the belt. That's true. Yeah. It sets something up for the future, but boy, felt bad for Gimli. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Overall, thoughts? What'd you think? I had a good time. I would go again, but I would ask that we get different seats. Yeah. Um, for folks that have never been to a wrestling show, what would you tell them? Um, if possible, maybe do a little research beforehand if you're feeling up to it. Because there was a lot of stuff I was kind of felt like I was missing. But at the same time, if you like action movies and stuff like that and you you don't mind, like, seeing people beat each other up, I think you'll have a good time. I had a good time. Yeah. My throat hurts a little bit from yelling. Yeah. 
she especially at at the last match was uh screaming for uh Tommaso Ciampa to win go Gimli yep god damn it you could ping back <laughs> oh man uh we're a mess but yeah yeah it's probably just because we we've been cheering and then we came home and had some food and now we're like I don't know about you, but I'm tired. <laughs> I think the Advil's kicking in too. I took like four. Well, so. <laughs> yeah, and I got a migraine that started kicking in after we left. And well, there was a lot yeah. of flashing lights and screaming and loud music, so yeah, it's understandable. It was bound to happen, but this was a once in a lifetime uh, event. Um, you know, for me at least, uh, it was by far the wrestling event that had the best wrestling in it from first match to last um compared to everything else i've I've seen and i've been to you know house shows i've been to tv tapings for both wcw and wwe i've been to a wwe pay-per-view in the past um but the emotion that they that the performers were able to bring out uh the crowd um i did watch a couple of clips on youtube already of uh, some of the matches and they don't really give the feel about the energy of the crowd i mean yeah i think it's a lot different when you're actually there yeah the crowd was definitely buzzing um a good positive feel there was even a little girl um in our rows like get the table <laughs> yeah i know i don't know if it was a girl or a boy but it was a little kid little kid yeah uh, a few rows back and they really liked bianca they were like, shouting for bianca, bianca. <laughs> yeah and then like and then like the one of the next matches we want tables we want tables i'm like oh my gosh that's funny yeah start them young start them yeah. young all right bonus episodes in the books thank you all for listening uh, thank we you will, we will return with our regularly scheduled episodes at the end of the week sounds like a plan yeah and it was yeah we're gonna be listening um to casey musgraves same trailer different park so head to the music service of your choice or buy the damn album listen to it before our show and then join us join us join us we will see you later bye bye and remember it's such a good feeling to know you're alive it's such a happy feeling you're growing inside and when you wake up ready to say i think i'll make a snappy new day it's such a good feeling a very good feeling the feeling you know that i'll be back when the day is new and i'll have more ideas for you and you'll have things you'll want to talk about i will too you always make each day such a special day you know how by just your being you only one person in the whole world like you that's you yourself I'll be back next time. Bye-bye. Subscribe to Friends Talking Nerdy on iTunes, the Google Play Music Store, as well as Spotify. Remember to support Friends Talking Nerdy on Patreon.
Goodbye, darling.